Blog Talk Radio. We've gotta be the body to rock it like we're never gonna see it again We are exploding, the world is gonna know it We'll rock it like you're never gonna see us again Come on Because my host, uh, my co-host, is not called in. I have no idea where Joe is. No idea what he's up to. No idea if he's even awake. But uh, I will be carrying you through this evening. So this should be fun. Um, you know, today there is a couple things we wanted to discuss, and you know, we're pretty much we pretty much decided to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, I'm a little bit under the weather, folks. Um, you know, we decided to kind of forgo Raw for the evening and just talk about a couple of different things going on in the world of sports, mostly the Mets and, uh, you know, a couple nuggets here and there. But, um, you know, as always, if you'd like to be a part of the show, the number is 714-364-4721. And, of course, our website, puregoldpg.com, where you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and all that other goodness. And, again, normally this would be the part where I uh, send it over to He is not on right now, so... You know, folks, uh, again, it's Tuesday night. The Mets lost tonight 3-0. Good stuff is always for the Mets. I mean, they did shout out the Cardinals last night, so they're just basically here. So trading shout-outs with, the, uh, with their rivals there. I mean, uh, I don't think what rivals per se, considering what the Cardinals have done, what the Mets have done. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, um, you know, it's again, it's just so many different things going on in the world of sports. And as far as the, as far as the Metropolitans, as it were, you know, I'd like to talk about something that really sticks in my craw, really, really drives me nuts, and uh, that would have to be, I don't know how many of you guys know about this, Ike Davis, my boy, my man, the guy that I was hoping would be the Mets for 10 years, the guy that I was hoping would take the Mets to the next level, to the promised land, when I, when I saw Ike come up, he had 19 homers in his first year, 71 RB, I believe it was. So he, he tied the Mets all-time record for the most home runs in a rookie season. One off from, you know, breaking that record. And then the following year, 32 home runs. I mean, I said, this guy is the real deal. This guy is on his way. Ike is going to be here until 2020. Well, Ike is gone. Mets traded him in the middle of the first month of the season. I have no idea why in the world. And they traded on Friday, I believe. Um, why would you trade a guy who hasn't done anything in the first month whose trade value is pretty much non-existent, um, why in the world would you trade him? At this point, there's nothing going on. You know, nobody's going to offer you anything. Nobody's going to say, hey, yeah, let me take Ike Davis off your hands and give you something great. I mean, apparently, you know, everything that I've heard, the player to be named later is the key in this deal, uh, <coughs> you know, which should be interesting if, uh, if they, you know, what the Mets get from the Pirates. And apparently the Mets like to trade with the Pirates because they traded John Buck to them. They traded, um, you know, Marlon Bird to the Pirates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Um, the back in the day, they got Bobby Bow from the Pirates after he left them free agency, 91, 92, 92, I believe it was. Uh, worst team that money can buy. Actually, I'm sorry, folks, 1993. But a little bit under the weather, so you're going to have to forgive me, but 1993 would be the, the worst team that money could buy when Bobby Bow came over after leaving the Pirates in free agency. My point is, though, you know, you're, you're only two, three weeks into the season. What has I done that would merit him getting traded or that merit another team wanting him? Obviously, they're looking at him saying, well, you know, he needs to get out of New York. We need to have him, you know, play somewhere else, and possibly, you know, he would be able to, possibly he would be able to, you know, turn his career around. And I believe, honestly, that that is what's going to happen. I think that Ike will turn his career around. I think that Ike is going to be very productive. And interestingly enough, folks, Ike goes and hits a grand slam, his first home run as a member of Pittsburgh Pirates. And the interesting thing is that Ike became the first, this is an odd stat because both guys don't play on two different teams first month of the season, but Ike Davis is actually the first man in history to hit a grand slam on two different teams in the month of April. What I would like to know is, and, I, and I'm sure this is the case, but is Ike the first guy ever to hit you know, his first two home runs in a season to be grand slams? I mean, that's kind of what I'm wondering, you know, all these obscure facts, which is what makes uh, baseball such a great sport, especially with all these new crazy stats, these random, nonsensical, you know, stats that make absolutely no sense. But, you know, again, just curious about that. Have to see where that goes. Uh, so I'm over here, you know, trolling it up on Twitter to see if there's anything interesting, but apparently not. Um, but in terms of this, this Davis thing, you know, he goes over there, he's been hitting pretty well, he's batting almost 400, and again, again, I realize he's only been there, you know, less than a week, but he's batting almost 400. You know, he, he has a home run, grand slam. He had a grand slam with the Mets. You know, he's, he's doing pretty decent to start off the season, and now that there's not any that real pressure on him. Um, and, see, my thing is this. I believe Ike could have been successful here. I believe Ike had the potential and, and the ability to be successful here in New York. But, unfortunately, you know, the Mets, for whatever reason, just had it out for him. The Mets wanted to get rid of this guy. The Mets wanted Lucas Duda as their first baseman, and I honestly cannot understand why in the world you would want Duda as your first baseman. I mean, he's not a good fielder. He Even if you just sit there and you compare the stats and what they've done in the playing time that they've had, you know, the fact of the matter is Ike Davis is a better player, and Ike Davis is a much better upside than Lucas Duda could possibly have. Duda's upside is, you know, pretty much null and void. <coughs> or maybe I can hit a few home runs, but Davis has hit more home runs than every opportunity he's been given. My thing is, all right, why don't you let Ike play for the first half of the season, see what he can do. Mets are not in the playoff hunt. They're never going to be in the playoff hunt, not this year anyway. Keep him for the whole year, which is what I said before the season started. Give Ike the entire full year, 2014, to play, see what he does, and if he doesn't do anything, you know, then you know what? Bam, get somebody else. It's simple as that. Get somebody else in there. Um, and that's pretty much it. <coughs> if you can, if you can give Ike that year, you know, you see what he can do. And the thing is, this. in 2012, his his career was basically derailed by that freak injury five weeks into the season. He was hitting pretty well, you know, stumbles over home trips, whatever the hell it was, some stupid foot injury. He's gone for the year. Thank you, Matt Doctors. Last year he was brutal. Um, you know, maybe lost his confidence or whatever the case is. Spring training, 
both him and Duda were sick, so neither guy really got a chance to win the job. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you have you have this guy who has ability, who plays a hell of a first base, he's got a good glove, and you know, all right, bam, give Ike the chance. But instead, what do we have? We have this team give him like 15 or 20 at-bats, literally. Um, actually, I don't even know if it was that much. I'm going to check and see how many at-bats Ike had as a member of the Mets this year. Uh, let's see what we have here. We got the Ike David. 24 at-bats. Uh, 12 games in, the Mets traded him off. And again, I, I really think that I could have made an impact here. But the fact is, when you look at this Mets roster, Granderson is not hitting. He's been absolutely brutal, which, you know, I guess you kind of expected at least at first. Curtis is not um, not a guy who's going to hit 280. He's not going to hit, you know, high average or whatever the case is. He's, he is what he is and, you know, whatever. But he's, the thing is, he's not going to provide protection for David Wright. David Wright, you know, he's got 12 RBIs, all right, he's not really shown any power. I mean, due to lose this team with three home runs, which is absolutely ridiculous, but again, you know, three weeks change into the season. Um, and then when you look at the team, you know, Murphy's okay, Zahada can't hit, Darno looks like he can't hit at all. I mean, he, to me, he looks terrible. I don't know where people saw this kid could hit, but from what I've seen in the majors, I mean, he looks lost, absolutely brutal plate. Um, you know, then you've got who, Chris Young, I don't know what the hell the Mets are thinking with him. I, I mean, I didn't like him at the beginning, you know, but the truth of the matter is, I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was a good signing, but he doesn't look like he's that great. And then when you go from there, you know, when you go from there, what else do they have going for them? Lagaris was injured, he's on the table with us now, and he's a good player. Again, I don't know, I don't know if he's great per se, but he's a good you know, again, Mets fans like the the good scrappy little players. They usually like the guys who aren't all that talented, and maybe Lagares is better than most of the usual Mets love fest. But you know, again, this is going to be a long season for the Mets. It really is. And you know, the fact that they're at 500 is a great thing. I predicted the last show we had the Mets would not get above 500 at all this year. I was wrong. They've gotten above 500 twice, back down to 500. Um, you know, in the meantime, in the last week. But again, getting rid of the whole fact getting rid of Davis made absolutely no sense to me. Then when you go from there, you know, they kept Duda. They had a thing for Duda, the, the less talented of the two players. And, you know, you, they, here you are. Um, you know, and then, <coughs> you know, more Mets news. I'm not happy, as you can tell, but, again, I think Ike's going to go. He's going to be a big-time player in Pittsburgh now. They're a good team. I mean, how, what was when could you ever have imagined that, that you were going to leave a New York team Right, and you're going to go to Pittsburgh and say you're better off because Pittsburgh is a better team. Now that the Pirates have finally kicked their losing ways, hopefully they'll be a good team for a long time to come. They'll have a good farm system, et cetera, et cetera. And by the way, folks, can anybody tell me, when was the last time the Mets produced a good offensive player from their farm system? Uh, in case you're wondering, answer, David Wright and Jose Reyes, which we're talking 10 years ago, a full decade, the Mets have produced anything offensively from that farm system. We were hoping Ike was going to be the guy. He's not. Um, but again, Speaking of the Mets farm system, let's talk a little bit about Matt Harvey. Let's talk a little bit about this schmuck. I mean, Matt Harvey is an immensely talented ball player. He absolutely 100% has amazing ability from what he's shown. You know, and I think that Matt can be a good pitcher, you know, for a long time to come. I think that he has incredible ability. But the fact of the matter is that this guy, this guy today tweets a picture of himself. Right, excuse me. 
tweets a picture of himself giving the camera the middle finger. Apparently, this was after he had um, just recovered from Tommy John surgery right after the hospital bed, but right after he had the surgery, you know, like his mom took the picture. I don't know what the hell that's about, but six months later, to celebrate the anniversary, I guess he decides to tweet the picture. There's a big uproar over it, and then a few minutes later, his Twitter is completely deleted. The account was gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Now, I know, well, again, wonderful people that I talk to on Twitter, that I follow on Twitter. Um, just, you know, people up in arms. You know, how are you so sensitive? How are people upset over this? You know, why are they mad? Blah, 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 this and that. And, you know, they're going off. They're going nuts. They can't believe it. Um, you know, that people are upset about Matt Hardy. Why? Why? But the fact of the matter is, if you don't know why anybody would be upset about Matt Harvey when what he did, you are absolutely clueless. You have no idea what the hell is going on, and you need to have your head examined because this guy is getting a lot of money to be a professional athlete playing a kid's game. He needs to be mature. I saw a tweet today, some guy saying that, you know, well, let's remember he's only 25. He's, he's not 15. He's not 17. He's not 19. He's 25. In the 20s, he's halfway on his way to 30. Um, he's not a young man anymore in that sense. He's entering his baseball prime. And the fact of the matter is, you have to be more mature than this. He said he wants to be like Derek Jeter. Apparently that only extends to dating because he's sitting there and he's dating all these supermodels, doing whatever, and then he's he's tweeting this stupid stuff, getting into fights with Joe Benigno on Twitter, you know, which is absolutely ridiculous and asinine and just completely idiotic. Then there's the whole controversy over where he's going to rehab, insisting, you know, he rehab in New York and he finally got his wish. I honestly believe him so that he can be closer to the nightlife in New York and be around those people. So I think that's the only reason, um, more than anything else, not because it's a teammate or whatever the case is. But clearly this guy's an idiot. Clearly he's sensitive. Clearly he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And I tell you this much, Matt Harvey is not going to last in New York, especially not in this organization, if he keeps this kind of stuff up. You know, he's going to go somewhere else and probably be successful. But let's not remember, let's not forget one thing. Matt Harvey, how many games has this guy won exactly in his career? I mean, how many times has he made the All-Star game once? How many, is, is, this a, is this a veteran that I'm missing? Is this a guy who's been in the league for a long time to start walking around like his stuff doesn't stink? You know, and his attitude is really a turnoff for a lot of fans. But, you know, this dude, this guy has um, 12 wins for his career. He's 12 and 10. That's, those are his career stats. Not 120 and 12 and 10. 22 starts, decisions, which is basically, if you wanted to put it together in about probably to a full season, if you threw it to no decisions, and then that's basically a full season. But the fact is, this guy has done nothing in his career, nothing to warrant anything other than, you know what, get on, get off your duff, bitch, and shut up. If you want to be like Derek Jeter, take some hints from the guy and be quiet. Go about your job. Don't cause any trouble. Don't cause any waves. Yes, it's nice to have somebody with personality, but you have to be smarter than that. People have been fired over what they post on social media in regular jobs. People have not been hired over stuff they've posted on social media for regular jobs. How do you expect a professional athlete to be held to a lesser standard than that, in that sense? No, because you can go over double standards and all that stuff, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. Point is that if you don't know why Harvey what he did was wrong, you're you're just as classless and buffoonish as he is, because Matt Harvey needs to grow up and Matt Harvey needs to wake the hell up and realize that he's not a child anymore and it's time for him to make the right decisions and know that he represents a professional baseball team and he can't go around tweeting pictures of his middle finger, 
which is vulgar and offensive and immature to people, regardless of what you think, regardless of you out there as a fan think, well, I don't care what he tweets, I want to see some personality. That's all well and good. But he represents a corporation like a man. He needs to toe the corporate line or he's going to be out of here. And I think that what's probably going to happen in his case is when it comes time to sign free agency, I think he's going to opt out and just go you know, to this years to come but to another team, maybe the Yankees who knows what. But even if he pitches well, I don't think he's going to want to stay in the year, or at least not on the clean side of the bridge. Um, the only other thing I wanted to touch on before I go, because Joe's not calling in, and, you know, I had a, what I thought was a, a guest, not a guest, but caller calling in. He's not calling in, so I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. I'm not feeling well, as I've already discussed. Um, but I'm dedicated, I'm here, I'm loyal, and we're doing the show. Um, the last thing is Pat St. Jack. Uh, Pat tweeted, I don't know if it was today or recently, about, you know, career choices be damned, I'm, you know, I'm a heterosexual. I mean, you know, to that effect is what he said. He got a lot of flack for it because, you know, people were talking about, how can you say that, how can you mock gay people, how can you mock what they down to, et cetera, et cetera. And I understand, and I'm, again, can't downplay that people have been killed over being homosexual, that people have faced bigot, bigotry. Excuse me. Uh, sorry, late and again, not feeling well. Um, people have faced a lot of hard, hardship and hard times over being homosexual and their lifestyle choices. So I, 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 it's not about knocking that, but I'm sure Pat feels how I feel and a lot of Americans feel. But you know, why does this agenda have to be shoved down our throat at every possible turn? You know, we're founded in a country of religious freedom. You can think whatever you want. You can believe whatever you want. You don't have to agree with gay marriage. You don't have to agree with straight marriage. But the fact is that we, or the heterosexual person, should be able to, you know, discuss what they like to discuss. Instead of having this shoved down your throat where this guy's coming out of the closet and this guy's coming out of the closet, and here's the press conference for him to come out of the closet. You know, at some point it becomes ridiculous, and we've talked about this before when it comes to sports and things like that, when nobody's interested in who you're sleeping with. You know, they're interested in what you do on the field or on the court, you know, whatever the case is, or in the rink. But the fact of the matter is, this is absolutely, I mean, you're getting, you're getting flack. He's getting flack for his comment, and you know, they can talk about him being a bigot. Those people who are attacking him are just as bigoted and just as, you know, offensive and just as hateful, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? Pat Sajic has a right to say whatever the hell he wants. If people are going to get offended, you could say a good thing, you could say a bad thing, you could say whatever you want. Somebody's going to get offended, and that's the world that we live in. Not PC. I mean, it is PC, and remember that, Matt Harvey, before you tweet something stupid next time you reopen your account. Think about what you tweet. But, folks, um, again, I just have to touch on the Pasajek thing because I think it's ridiculous that people are attacking him and railroading him and accusing him of bigotry. And they, in and of themselves, by doing this to him, are doing to him what they accuse him of doing to others, which is absolutely asinine. But anyway, folks, you know, listen, I hope you have a wonderful evening. There's, again, so many things we could have discussed, but short on time tonight. It's late. Got to go make the bagels, make the money. Join us next week, next Tuesday at 11 p.m. We'll be on our regular scheduled time. Joe will be on the air with us. And we're going to be joined by former, hopefully, by former New York Mets, Glendon Rush. That's right. You hear the name. You remember him. Um, Glendon, you know, it's going to be awesome. I was talking to him today on Facebook. It's going to be great to have him on the show. He's our, our first you know, former professional in terms of a major league Met pitcher, which will be nice. As, as of course, as you know, we had former Met third baseman Howard Johnson, we had former Met catcher Paul Leduca, and now we're going to have former Met pitcher Glendon Rush. And interestingly enough, all three of these guys, um, <clears throat> excuse me, all three of these guys 
for on teams when the Mets were actually good, which you know seems like such a long time ago. But um, again, hopefully we'll have him on next week, and we'll have a lot of exciting guests to come. <clears throat> have a wonderful evening, folks. Make sure you tune in next week again, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For JB, this is DG of PG reminding you to always keep it PG and tune in again next week. Go to our website as always, PeerGoPG.com. You can hear all of our past episodes. And, uh, here we go. What's the name of your show? Uh, Pure Gold. Pure Gold? Yes, sir. I got two words for you. Pure <laughs> Gold. You guys are awesome. Good night, everyone.